Hello, media consumers. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm David Shoemaker. We're the hosts of The Ringer's Press Box Podcast. Twice a week, we have a free-flowing conversation where two old, old friends talk about media and sports and a little politics. Plus interviews with guests like John Krakauer and Jamel Hill. Funny stuff like the overworked Twitter joke of the week. Join us every Monday and Friday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I think that's right. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, special, special holiday edition. Uh, There's definitely something going on on this. There's something going on Friday as we have. I know it's unbelievable. We're going to hear from Brian Dipperstein. We're we're going to hear from Dipperstein right now. Wow. We're hearing hearing from from Dipperstein as we speak. I'm being heard from. And by the way, this is a very exciting episode of Cheap Heat, not only because it's the holiday season, but also because it is Dip's first time at the Summer Residence. Wow. There really is a lot of chatter about this. There's a lot of ruggable rugs. Oh, you're, uh, seeing the, you're, you're talking about the ruggables? Oh, I'm, there's a lot of ruggable chatter. Do you know about Ruggable prior to this? I know, I know everything. I know, especially when it comes to home design. Yeah, and... Um, you know, we just had an incredible bagel experience, which was, I know, the reason why you bought the property. 
Uh, yeah. It's near a, a major bagel place. I got to tell you, that bagel place is going to be a critical piece of the pie here. That was one of the greatest egg everythings I think I've ever experienced. It, they're doing something over there that needs to be talked about. Should, um, we, should we talk about the, the choice of, of it, the you, different choices? I got to tell you, Dip is a very strange man. Like, not only strange because the things you personally select are odd, but because they just are so inconsistent, you would think with the person that you are. Like, you would think that Dipperstein would have no interest in a bacon sort of cream cheese, but he did. Yeah, I, I did. I, You know, when I see, when I go to the deli counter and I see that array of different kinds of cream cheese, you know that place means business. Yeah, oh, they had a lot. They yeah. had a lot of different spreads. And and uh, today I I chose, you know, it's it's like the different colors of the rainbow. It's it's just a beautiful thing when you walk up to a deli counter like I that. I know. You were and, very excited. I walked in. I was five seconds behind Dip throwing some things away from the car. And by the time I get in, he's already, did, by the way, did you see this business yesterday? No. That Rick Ross had like an entire thing. Like, yeah, so I didn't see the Rick but, Ross but, segment the, yet. We got to talk about that. Okay. Have, I don't know what to say. They're do, they're doing so much rap stuff. Like I'm excited about it, but also it it's, sometimes feels like a little too much. Tony Khan loves hip hop. Is that true? I can relate. But is that true? Yeah. That's what it is? Yeah. So he's a wrestling mark and a hip hop mark. Yeah. And sounds, so, sounds like a few people we know. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, sounds like a great guy. Um, anyway, so uh, I chose... You know, what did I choose? I, I chose a bacon jalapeno cream cheese. No, I chose a bacon cream cheese yeah. with jalapeno tuna. Weird. Uh, Munster cheese. Sure. And lettuce on an egg everything bagel. A it lot was, going on. if you a check uh, Peter Rosenberg's social media, uh, you will discover that it was something. Yeah, well, it, it'll be gone now because it was a story. Now, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, we also don't want to spend too much time. Is that what we're looking for? No. We don't want to spend too much time doing the show without talking about the there's something going on cheap heat shirts, which are up and available and selling like hotcakes. But remember, kids, they'll only be around for about another week and a half. So you want to head over to RosenbergRadio.com slash merch um, or the link in my bio. We've all posted it. The shirts are flying. They're fantastic. Shouts to Jonathan Bartlett with the mage design. Was that it? I don't know. Maybe it's someone wrote me about it. I don't know. Maybe someone, it doesn't exist. So what, what happened, Dip? Someone told you that Max wore a... A, a Hanukkah, a Hanukkah uh, attire. A Hanukkah robe. And so we're trying to find it, but I don't even see... Was Max like barely on the show yesterday? There he is. He's shirtless. What's he yelling about? He looks angry, Max. I don't... I, this isn't the Max I know. He looks very upset. I like I like when he's yelling this way. He feels very flair esque. It, it it's flair meets perfect. Yeah. God, this guy is so good at this job. There's something going on here, though. So I, I, Dip and I are looking to see if where, where this uh, Hanukkah robe is. We're not seeing it. Yeah, maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe it's completely made up. Anyway. So, uh, anyways, Dip had an insane bagel. I'm shocked by the things that he put together, uh, but it was really good. He seemed to enjoy it. He also got some macaroni salad for anyone wondering. And then I took some of the, the, the tuna off the bagel, mixed it with the macaroni salad, and had some tuna mac. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Dip also, a lot of stories this week about turbulence. Oh, my God. I mean, I have never experienced. I, I have moved my flight uh, to Florida. Yep. With the f- fear of potential turbulence. That's what you mentioned. And I, I, that was very, 
I didn't I didn't realize how bad the storm was going to be. Oh yeah. But apparently it's affecting the entire nation. Yeah, the nation is is at odds over uh and dip was there very There could be a civil war over turbulence. And dip <laughs> dip was very concerned to the point of changing his actual flight. So a lot of people whenever things related to turbulence happen I get messages from people. I'm getting a lot of duvet messages. I'm getting a lot of turbulence messages. Of course, a lot of bagel and schmear messages. I, people really care. They do. They're dialed in. They are dialed in. Okay, why can't I? Okay. 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 Finally. So here's the idea I had for this uh, special cheap heat. I believe the only thing that we can do, the only thing that would be right to do to celebrate this holiday. Where the hell is it? You can't find anything on this network. It's, it's, I found it earlier. It should be, shouldn't it be in like my already played, like where, where's you continue? Where's continue? There's no On continue. the main page? I have to go to like the main page of yeah. Peacock? Yeah. I, I miss the network. I love Peacock. They do a great job. The Teddy Hart docs on Peacock. They have a lot of good stuff. I'm watching office, The Office galore. But when it comes to get it, navigating the network, yeah, I, I, I miss, I miss just the, the, the freedom of the network. Seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? It does. All right, now also coming up in the show today, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking to, we will hear from Kevin Owens. Wow, a great guy. Who's, who is confirmed in the middle of having kind of something going on right now. With yeah, there's some, yeah, there's some low to moderate chatter. I believe that there's something going on with him, so we're going to talk to him in just a little bit. But to celebrate the holiday, I went through old school. You know, it's one of my favorite uh, portions on the uh, WWE They Network. don't update it enough, though. Is this no, a new one? No, it's not new. It's not new. This is Madison Square Garden, October 24th. We're going to go back in time to October 24th, Madison Square Garden, because this Monday, the Garden is back in action again, of course. Um, Big, big show. The return of Bray Wyatt to Madison Square Garden been three years. And so to celebrate that, we decided to relive. We said, what would it be like if you could go back in time and have Peter Rosenberg and Brian Dipperstein on the call? for an old-school Madison Square Garden show. And with that, entering the ring, looking as only he can look, wearing a beautiful black robe with sequins and the ravishing lips on the back is the ravishing one himself, Rick Rude. And I'll tell you what, Brian Dipperstein, this man right now, one of the greatest athletes in all of professional wrestling today. Let me tell you, no matter what I ever did in a billion years, I could work out every day. I could quit all the bagel eating. I could do all these things. I could never have a body that looks like this. No, and not just you. Not just you. No one, no mortal man could hope to have the, the body of the ravishing one as he goes to open his robe and show the ladies exactly what he's all about. And I'll tell you, ladies, fellas, everyone, when you see that physique come out of that robe, there's no way to not be impressed. And is that a picture I see of Ravishing Recruit's own face on his crotch? It is. I, I gotta. I gotta be honest. I, do men? Does men's hair even grow like this anymore? I mean, how does how does, how does a man's hair even grow to this shape? You absolutely wonder? <laughs> beautiful locks on the head of the ravishing one, Rick Rude, who has uh, made his bones in this business in many different places before bringing his talents here to the WWF, and now uh, accompanied by his wife Cheryl. Yes, Cheryl we Roberts. we see the man. Jake the Snake Roberts, and I think we all know the contents of that bag. That is Damien. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting. When, when Rude cut his hair in 1990, 
that was the end for my of my rude days. Yeah, yeah, that was it for me. I mean, it, it's you don't have no interest in the short rude. I hear you. I don't have any interest in short haired rude. This is peak rude for me. I mean, look at this guy. Look at the arms on this guy. He's gargant. Uh, and let me tell you, no love loss between these two superstars. Jake the Snake and Rick Rude have been going heads up now for several months here in the World Wrestling Federation. And, of course, things got incredibly personal when Rick Rude made a crude gesture towards the wife of Jake the Snake as Jake tries to pull down the trunks of Rick Rude when he's not looking. It's so crazy. That's what you did to me when I walked in your house. <laughs> I, think it's, they, I goosed him. That's what they're talking about, getting goosed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Rick Rude putting his dukes up as the WWE official steps in the middle. WWF official. I don't know where I'm at with that today. A lot of teasing going on for the hair of Cheryl Roberts. A lot of... a lot of. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's teasing up Galore. And the bell has rung. We're underway for Madison Square Garden. Jake the Snake Roberts and ravishing Rick Rude. And already early on, the referee having words with Jake the Snake, who goes right to work with a big shot to the back of Rick Rude before tossing him into the corner. No, reversed. Snake to the corner. Rude goes in. Oh! Punishing shots from Jake the Snake as he grabs a hold of the left arm of Rick Rude. Uh, this is vintage Rick Rude right here, by the way. Well, he, the seller of the cinch, he was. He's, <laughs> he's selling the arm bar. He's selling and selling. Now we go into a wrist lock of some kind. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a devastating wrist lock from Jake the Snake, twisting the arm in every direction. Rick, the Ru- Rick Rude trying to jump over the top rope. That's not going to work. Drag back in the hard way. Well, you're, you're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it's like being a professional wrestling commentator here in 1988. What do you think? The- I'm making about seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> what do you? Th- where do you think? That- I live in a three bedroom apartment <laughs> on that seventy five thousand. Yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Where do you think uh, the refs got these shirts? Do you think they were made for the refs because they're really baggy? They look terrible. They're really they're not tailored. You know, th- those are very very hard working WWF officials. Debrusine, in fact, that referee who's in the ring right now. Is uh, I've heard on an incredible uh, salary of forty-two thousand dollars a year <laughs> to be an official. As Jake the Snake sends, I mean uh, Rick Root, I should say, sends Jake the Snake into the ropes. Little crisscross up, up and over goes Rick Root, and then a kick to the gut from the Snake. Oh, and he's calling, he's calling for the for DDT. It. He's, he's called for it early. No, 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 no. <laughs> Rick Root's not having it. He pushes off the Snake, rolls onto the bottom rope, and seeks refuge on the floor. He'll take a few minutes to think things over. Or will he? Jake the Snake grabbing him right by his hair. Let me guess. They're getting a rake to the eyes. Oh, that's that's Rick Rude delivering a rake to the eyes of Jake the Snake Roberts. He's got some back knee on him. That, that, that Rick Rude. Really? I wonder why that is. He's Big <laughs> shot to the belly. Forearm smash. Forearm smash again from Rick Rude to the head of Jake the Snake. A third forearm smash. Jake the Snake trying to find his wits. Oh, and there's the rake. You know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Is that what they say? <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> I, well, I, I learned from my good friend and colleague, Gorilla Monsoon, this who is... I had dinner with last night. We went to the Ponderosa. <laughs> we had a great time. Oh, and the big right hand from Jake the Snake takes Rick Rude <laughs> off his feet. Rick Rude in a bad way. Jake the Snake going right back to work. The short short clothesline. Oh, he missed it. He oh, missed it. Oh, God. And instead, Rick Rude hits the short clothesline. By the way, what a beautiful derriere on Rick Rude. Is that a tush or what? <laughs> a beautiful tush. There's no doubt. The man does work on it galore. Glute work a thousand percent. He's in the gym. Let me tell you, Rick Rude is in the gym as he delivers a big right hand to the head of Jake the Snake. And now, what's this? Oh, no. Oh, no. He's, he's twisting Jake up in the ropes. 
Very similar. Andre the Giant-esque. Yeah, Jace. Yeah, tied up in the ropes, and Cheryl Roberts can only look on as her husband is trapped in the ropes. And now what? what is – what's Rick Rude doing? He's heading to the outside. Oh, no, no. He, oh, no, no. Don't do that. He's approaching Cheryl Roberts. Cheryl is walking away quickly, and then Jake comes up from behind and defends the honor of his woman, <laughs> Cheryl Roberts. Look at the old school camera. Do you see the guy yeah. taking still photos? It's amazing. Do you see there's a lot of elderly family, like there's elderly couples here. Yeah. There's, you know, people with merch that Ted is selling for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. OBO. In, in, in the front few rows. Oh. What do you call that again? Uh, and it like an reverse atomic uh, drop, uh, inverted atomic drop. Yeah, no, that wasn't an inverted atomic drop. What was that? That when they lift him up and drop him crotch down on the knee. <laughs> I don't know. I I got to call a Gorilla when the match is over. Is that Billy Graham? I bet you Billy Graham doesn't know out front there. Oh, you see Billy Graham down there? Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, Billy Graham is on the uh, MSG commentary. We of course have a different feed here. Oh, as Rick Rude pulls Jake the Snake right into that iron post behind the turnbuckle oh, and again the left shoulder of Jake the Snake rammed into the post oh that's going to hurt tomorrow look at that guy with the tanked off and the bald head people I'm telling you what people out here at MSG are having a great time as Jake the Snake I mean as Ravishing Rick Rude shows the people what they wanted to see that pulsating crotch <laughs> circling around and gyrating <laughs> um, this is uh, my favorite venue for professional wrestling on planet earth I enjoy I enjoy many, many venues for pro wrestling. Used to love the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, I enjoy the Staples Center very much. Wells Fargo in Philadelphia is a great time. But I'll tell you what, nothing like Madison Square Garden on a December day, and you have two of the best that the World Wrestling Federation have to offer. Going Jake, to, they're going toe-to-toe. They're going toe-to-toe 1,000%. As Jake the Snake just takes a right hand from Rick Rude and is dropped onto his back. What do you think Jake the Snake was doing on this night back in 1988 when the when the show ended? God only knows. <laughs> uh, where do you think he stayed? Do you think they stayed at like across the street at the Pennsylvania Hotel? I think they stayed at something Repug. Don't you something think? probably 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 Repug. Yeah, they, they weren't at the Plaza. No, certainly not. I wonder if they were hitting the club after a night like tonight. I mean, they, these these people are only like 19 and 22 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a great question. How old? Let's see. I would say how old is Jake the Snake Roberts? Jake is sixty-seven. Okay, this is thirty-four years ago, so he's thirty-three years old here. Oh my God! He's a young. He's your I'm age. Thirty-five. I'm, he's basically my age. He looks. He looks at least fifty. Yeah, Jake looks fifty years old as he <laughs> takes a left hand right to the chin and he's back down on the and mat. rude. What rude must be? What seventeen? Eighteen? No, Rick Rude's <laughs> probably what thirty. In this, Rick Rude. Let's see when Rick Rude. How was born. could Jake be younger than me in this match? It's it's insane. And it's not like he just looked old then. Even now, he looks old. <laughs> he looks the same age. Rick Rude was born in '58. He's 30 years old. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's a 30 year old and a 33 year old. They still look like more of adults than we are right now. I'm 43. I'm 10 years older than Jake here. <laughs> it's so crazy. As Bear the dog has entered the, the scene. <laughs> Do you like how Bear like revs up to jump? Yeah, he's, he's, like, re- he's revving up now. He, he loves this couch. He looks good. He looks good, doesn't he? Yeah. A, that's a good looking 12 year old dog. He looks sad and pathetic though. You look sad and pathetic? No. 
All right, Jake the Snake now taking control of things. Send in Rick Rude into the turnbuckle, runs in and catches a big knee from the ravishing run. And now both men staggered, both men down to the canvas. This, I'll tell you what, this rivalry, Brian Depperstein, has gotten more intense as the weeks have gone on. Now let's tell you guys about some other upcoming action we have in the World Wrestling Federation. This coming Tuesday, we'll be in Hershey, Pennsylvania for a card that is incredible. Very, very excited. Headlined by Tito Santana versus Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Kamala was gone by then. It would, it would be more like uh, the mighty Hercules Oh, the, all or, right, all right, sure, sure, sure. You know, I think I think maybe some the natural Butch Reed. Absolutely. Well, you know what? That takes us to Allentown, Pennsylvania, <laughs> on Thursday, which will be headlined by the British Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation. Maybe, maybe. Oh yeah, they're both still very active. And the Conquistadors. Sure, are they there? Are in '88? Yeah. Conquistadors are active. Mm, yeah, they're, yeah. Conquistadors are still active. Now that takes us, of course, to Friday night. Worcester, Massachusetts, <laughs> will have the Rujos. The Rujos in action, along with Macho Man Randy Savage taking on Andre the Giant. <laughs> it's so funny that Budweiser sign in this arena is so gargantuan. It's it's the one ad. I wish you were around on Monday to go to the show. I know you, you need to go to a Garden House show. Well, I've never Christmas. been. If and, and if the you've never seen wrestling at the Garden, period. No, I've definitely seen wrestling at the Garden. But you have at a Royal Rumble here many years ago. Okay, but you have but you haven't been to a house show. Uh, I've never been to a house show at the Garden. It's something. It depends what kind of turbulence we're we're looking at. If, yeah, of course. If we're looking at a severe turbulence on Saturday and then Sunday, we could be uh, you know having a conversation. Yeah, there could be some chatter, some low to moderate chatter. All right, Jake the Snake now kicking Rick Rude in the back outside the ring, tosses Rick Rude back in, and here comes Jake the Snake. Rick Rude now, you know, I'll look at him. Look at this pathetic. He's the real snake, <laughs> begging for mercy, and he won't get it. Quick, short shots, left hands from Jake the Snake. There's a right hand to the chin. Rick Rude is on the ground, and he's in a heap of trouble, and he's better got his better have his eye open. What is that? A bizarre I've seen gut that. buster? What is that? I, I don't know. Pump, hand, pump handle slammage. Uh, yes. As Jake the Snake takes Rick Rude and shoves him face first into the mat, he's got to be thinking DDT. And you know that's what Rick Rude must be thinking as well. Oh, big knee to the oh, look, face region. Wait, look what we have there in the front row. We have a one-year-old Frank the Clown. Wow, there he is. <laughs> there he is in full uh, clown makeup as yeah, well. There he is, a baby clown. Yeah, and if you look very, very close in like the tenth row, if you see that, do you see that large Jufro? That is a three-year-old Sam Roberts. Yep, yep. And there's there's a baby Wale complaining about his seat. <laughs> <laughs> there, he, there he is. Uh, oh, look, oh, look, a a very, very young West Side Gun standing up throughout the whole show. <laughs> uh, I, oh, look, that that person's wearing the Macho Man sweatshirt. Yeah, I have it. I have that. You do? Yeah. Where? In my closet at home. You do? When yeah. did you get it? Recently? Uh, I would say 2017 or 18. It was purchased by a man named uh, Theodore Hirsch. It's a small, it must be tiny. It's tiny. I want. I'll tell you right now, Ted. That might be my most wanted item. That's up there. You know, a shoemaker had an adult-sized one a few years ago, and it's gone. He says. He says he doesn't know where it is. He's a gargantuan man. He's a very tall man. Knows a lot about. Wrestling. God, why are they so hard to find? The Macho Man sweatshirt. Such a beautiful garment, isn't it? Is yours beat up? What's that? It's nicely beat up. 
Uh, yeah, it's, worn. it's soft and since it's, it's oh, in great condition. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I can't really wear it though right now because I've gained a few pounds. But um, but uh, if you look sort of in the back, you have Skylar Aston waiting to sing the national anthem. Wow, uh, is that true? The match. There he is, Skylar Aston, who at this point had already he'd already moved into the arena. <laughs> Because that's how often he's there singing the national anthem. He's singing and singing the Rangers, the Knicks, as a big flying fist from the ravishing run off the top rope to the forehead of Jake the Snake Roberts. And I'll tell you what, that's got to be it. And, and Rick Rude now, now here's the problem. Rick Rude is wasting time. He's trying to go over there and flirt with, with Cheryl Roberts, who winds up for the smack. But Rick Rude catches her hand. Now he's got her by the wrist. Oh, my God, you can't do that. He just... He just kind of tossed Cheryl's wrist away from him in disgust. Look at that. I, I can't keep my eye off that Macho Man sweatshirt. If you, if you look closely up uh, in, in the rafters, um, you can see Zach Linder coming down from the concession stand. Um, there he is. He's sampling the nachos. He's complaining about the nachos. And he's, uh, he's oh, and now he's getting some Cracker Jacks. Wow, he's back again. He's back again no, with and, some... Oh, and uh, by the way, this just in, as Jake the Snake scores the pin, we got to see a replay and see what happened because we just talked right through that. I think I just saw Rob Reiner in the crowd. Howard, let's toss it down to Howard Finkel with the announcement. I got to see a replay and see exactly what happened as Jake the Snake now grabs his bag with Damien in it. He brings Cheryl into the ring, a beautiful sight, a man, his woman, and his snake. Oh, and this, oh, by the way, this is unbelievable. You know what Zach Linder just did? He just got up from his seat again, and he is booking travel as we speak. <laughs> he just booked a trip to Jamaica. Wow. And he's only six years old. Unbelievable. Oh, I, I hear Andrew Goldstein in the front row screaming out corny wrestling jokes very loud for the entire crowd to hear. Uh-oh. He's opening the bag. What do you think's going to happen here, Dipperstein? I think uh, SGG is in there. That would be something. <laughs> He's going to pull SGG. Oh, it's Damien. It's not SGG. <laughs> it is Damien. And also, I would say that SGG was there, but he's made clear that his parents were never bringing him to a show at this time. Yeah. Oh, the snake... Dropped right on the midsection of Ravishing Rick Rude. That slimy, disgusting reptile slithering all around the beautiful body of Rick Rude. Wow. Unbelievable action at Madison Square Garden today. And again, we'll catch you next week. Uh, Altoona, next Friday, Earthquake will be in action. Not in 1988. No? No. I love how you remember everyone by year. Like, is it because of is it because of the um, figures or like cards? Because I don't think of people by the year they were around. I do. I, I it goes by the rumble they were in, sort of, and the Survivor Series teams they were on. Oh. that's sort of how I judge it. So what's Earthquake '89? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, you don't get Earthquake in '88. How about how about uh, King Haku? King Haku '88. Uh, is an islander, I believe, still. Okay. Okay. Um, at this time, I think he his inauguration um, as the king was uh, early '89. Ah, a glorious time. No, 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 no. It was uh, eighty, late '88, and then you had Duggan, 
Okay. And then Macho King. Oh, got it, got it. I believe. Well, it's been incredible action here. We will see you next week in Hershey, Allentown, Altoona, and Worcester, Mass. Uh, Brian Dipperstein, I want to say it's been a pleasure calling this match with you and spending some time with you. Uh, did you enjoy your Hal's New York Seltzer, Black Cherry? Who doesn't love Hal's New York Seltzer? It is a very nice... Temp- Some people prefer Dr. Brown's. Listen, Dr. Brown's is fantastic for the cream and the... And the but that's soda. And the celery. That's soda. This, I mean, this is... I mean, seltzer is... Soda. Soda. But the guess definition. what? But it's also water plus. It is water plus. It is water plus. It's, this is real flavored. Not that other crap you, you get out there. This is some really delicious seltzer water. Uh, flavored with black cherry, zero calories, naturally refreshing. Thank you very much. His name is Brian Dipperstein. Hopefully he'll be on the show. You say you're on the show next week. I'm going to be on the show next week. You're going to be in Florida schmying around. You can make time, right? Uh, listen, there, it is Schmytown, USA when I'm out there. I know. I well, will tell you. Make some time on Tuesday. Uh, we'll have to preview the, the big uh, John Cena return, which is next Friday, and we'll break down everything that happens on this big uh, pre-Christmas edition of... Uh, of SmackDown plus on the 26th when I'm at MSG. It's the same day we have Raw. It's very odd. We're going to a house show while Raw is on TV. Are you going to be at the house show? Of course I'm going to be at the house show. I have the entire suite. You kidding me? Mage. Yeah, come on. What do you think I am? I want to go. By the way, it's a great... Have you been to the suite with me at all? No. You've never been to the suite? No. Dude, do you know how mage it is? You have your own bathroom and TV and drinks. And you yeah, but, uh, well, there's no your own bathroom at the Staples Center. That doesn't exist in the suites. Really? No. You got to go out. You, you got to walk around. You got to go to the... the, the I want to tell you something. I think that's unacceptable. I think it's un- If you have a suite, you should have a bathroom in the suite. Don't have me have the experience of a luxurious suite, and then I have to go out and share a toilet with, a, with 100,000 people. That's not right. Well, it's not 100,000, you know. But it's a lot of people. Dip, you know how nice it is? You of all people in the suite, it's a one toilet bathroom that locks. It's yeah. loud. No one can hear you. It locks. It's clean. There's no one in there. Oh, God. It's, it's it a sounds game like changer. heaven. You're there for three hours. I, I might use the bathroom six times. You're it's, just going just to I'm go. I'm going and going. You're waiting to, to I, go. To, 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 yeah. I'm counting down. That's all I'm doing. You're disgusting. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful <laughs> holiday and stay mage. Now it's time for my conversation with the great Kevin Owens. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Now to the wrestling of it all. Uh, Kevin, I had your guy, uh, Sammy, on the show a couple of weeks ago and was talking to him you're not, about... You're not, my, you're not my guy. Your former guy. He's, he's, you're, you're sometimes guy. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Roman's guy. Roman's... I'm, <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. And um, I talked to him about how he's having the moment that he's having and how cool that is. Um, but then out of that has now come this really cool moment for you um, it seems like maybe I'm wrong, but the energy around you right now feels really elevated. Like when your when your music hits at this moment, it feels like there's something. Uh, there's a lot of momentum for for Kevin Owens. Do you feel that as well? And does this sort of interaction with the Bloodline feel different than your first title opportunity with Roman uh, a year and change ago, yeah. whenever that was? Well, it feels a lot different because when I was doing that stuff with Roman, there were no crowds. We were doing it through the pandemic in front of screens. Um, so there, that that in itself is extremely different. But I do think I do feel the energy, like you said, it, it is uh, you know is it, heightened or whatever you want to call it. And I think honestly, it really comes down to anytime somebody comes along and tries to kind of uh, you know. Uh, throw off the balance or, or the status quo or whatever you call it, like fight the institution. And, you know, like every people get behind guys that want to fight the machine and the bloodline is very much the machine. Now the company couldn't be more behind anybody than they are behind the bloodline. They're all over the shows, you know, they, 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 they so when somebody comes and they're very popular, people like them a lot. It's very, it's very hard not to dislike them. They're very good. They're cool. It, you know, but when somebody comes along that just wants to, like I said, throw off the balance and just and just, you know, uh, shake things up, I think people get behind that. And uh, I'm lucky, you know, that the the the, the audience and everybody watching has been on my side because, um, like I said, those guys are, are, are very well liked. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting dynamic, all of it. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, man. Uh, you know, I've been in the ring with the Usos a few times over the last few weeks uh, in singles matches and tag team matches. And those guys, I can't say they don't get enough credit because they I think they do get credit. But I don't I still don't think they like they're that as good. much credit as they get. I still don't think they get enough because they're they're extremely talented uh, guys and amazing tag team. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 all been very interesting and it's been a lot of fun as well, obviously. Uh, and doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon. So. 
Yeah, now, yeah. Uh, and of course, we have that. We have that very interesting Montreal elimination chamber date just just hanging out there, just hanging out over mm-hmm. over us this whole time. So very excited to see what happens there. Now, you you and Sammy obviously have been close forever. Um, did you get a certain level of satisfaction seeing him sort of get? his due it seems from the audience i mean this may be the first time that he's truly gotten what i think he's deserved as a talent uh in WWE. yeah yeah i mean i've said that many times i've said it on the shows even i've said it on raw and you know he's always um he's always been uh you know unbelievable uh definitely one of the best in the world to me for the last decade at least uh if not longer and um but for some reason, you know, he was never really, I don't think, again, he talk about people that don't get the credit they're due, you know, they deserve. He was one of those guys. And now people are really like, just taking notice. But to me, like, even if you go back a few, like a few months before this whole bloodline stuff started, like the stuff with Johnny Knoxville, the match, he had a WrestleMania with those guys. Awesome. He, it was more than one. And it was all, that was all him, like all him. And that's really pretty incredible. I really don't, I think a lot of like uh, several member of our rosters could have done a pretty good job at it. I don't think anybody, anybody could have done it like he did. And uh, yeah, it is, it is great to see, to see him get uh, the, the credit he deserves and to get the, the, the respect from our audience and even, you know, the respect from uh, the people in charge as well. Uh, you know that that he's always deserved. It's, it's it's been it's been a great thing to see for sure. Do you think that like I mean, listen, you you guys were both obviously always you know indie darlings and the and the quote smart fans you know favorites. I don't know that that crowd always understands or appreciates appreciates something like the Knoxville match. You know, something that is just straight up entertainment, not about putting on a great wrestling match, but is essentially as important to what the business is as anything else that you do. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that people understand when you guys are going into that mode of like, this is about entertaining the mass audience, not just the people that are there to see a five-star match? Uh, I mean, maybe not. Or I, I honestly, I think anybody who didn't like the Johnny Knoxville match, just didn't, they weren't going to like it. No matter, no matter what happened. Then made that mind up like Johnny Knoxville's not a wrestler. He's not supposed to be. Because I'll tell you this. Yeah, there's a lot of entertainment components to that match. But if you watch the work, it's all pretty good. Like, I'm going to put it out there. Johnny Knoxville, Wee Man, all of the stuff they did looked as good, if not better, than some of the stuff I see on our live events from <laughs> people that have been wrestling for 15 years. So it wasn't, uh, it, it, it was like, you know, any like wrestling purist. Oh my God, they did that hand bit. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But, and the finish was a mousetrap. Okay. But man, it was a great match. If you didn't like it, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, whatever <laughs> I, you're, a, you know, whatever. I, I, it was a great match all around. It was entertaining as hell and the stuff looked good. So I don't know, man, you know, I remember last year at the um, MSG show, and of course, MSG is coming up this Monday, but the, the at the show before the Mania, because you always have a Christmas show, you always have a show right before Mania. And at the show before Mania last year, I remember thinking, I was sitting with Sam Roberts, and I was like, Sam, if Johnny Knoxville comes out here 
it's going to blow the roof off this place. Like people that he was very legitimately over at that time too. Like people really dug it. It turned out awesome. And yeah, who knew what, what a precursor it would be for the year that Sammy's had. Um, KO, you've been, how many years has it been now that you've been uh, up from NXT? Seven? Uh, I came up uh, May of 2015. So yeah, it's coming up on uh, eight years. And how many years were you in NXT? I was in NXT for six months. Just only six months. Well, yeah, you're, that was a quick one. Yeah. So, so about eight years total in in WWE. Um, yeah. How how much fun are you having at this stage in your career? Eight years in, like you're so pretty far removed from the indie Kevin Steen. Like you have been Kevin Owens, the WWE superstar, for a very long time now. How much fun are you having at this point? Uh, you know, it's really hard to put into word into words like the. You know, it's hard to keep perspective of what we do and 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 what it should truly be about in the end, right? Because I've said this in other interviews as well. I used to have a real issue with not living in the moment and always wanting more and and want what's next and wondering because you know I think that's also what keeps you a a, 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 um, a top performer is always having you know what's next or the future in mind or whatever you know to make sure that everything you're doing is always relevant and always good. But uh, in, in, in that, I really didn't enjoy a lot of moments as much as I should have. So I've learned to really take a step back and, and, and live in those moments. And then when I look back on my career in WWE, I'm honestly in awe of the things I've gotten to do, the, the stuff I've experienced, the people I've gotten to work with. So now as I enter, you know, I, I have two more years left on my current contract. And, you know, I don't see a reason why I wouldn't sign another one when it's done, because I don't feel like I'm anywhere near done. But who knows what could happen, right? Uh, but at this stage in my career, I, I just really want to have fun and make sure I'm still putting out memorable stuff for people watching. But, man, I look back at the career I've had, and if it all ended tomorrow, I'd be, I, 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 it'd be, it would be hard to have any kind of regret, because I've really done some incredible stuff. I've been very lucky to do what I've done. And... Uh, you know, I, uh, like I said, every, every, every other show, every other thing I get to experience is a bonus because I, I'm not really sure how I can have a better career than I've had already. And it, that's not me tapping myself on the back. I'm just saying I've been very fortunate, you know? Um, absolutely. Uh, I'm glad you see it that way. Cause I think it's been an incredible run as well. And, you know, anytime for me, when, when the really when the guys who really worked their way up the ladder, like, listen, don't get me wrong, I love the athletes who are, you know, we get basically out of college who want to become wrestlers. Some of them turn into great, great superstars. We've seen it. Uh, your Bianca Belairs, et cetera. People, there are people who really make it work and are amazing. But I do get a special kind of joy from people who really work their way up the whole way and then get to have, as the cherry on top, this incredible run, you know, in the, in the big leagues, uh, as it were. Um, now, the beginning, of course, of of getting called up was beating John Cena, um, which was one of the craziest uh, at the time, one of the craziest things on regular TV that I'd seen in a very long time and was sort of the beginning of John getting into that part of his career, you know, where he was, he seemed to really be making an effort to, to want to play a part in other people's um, ascent. Um, not that he was, sure. not that he avoided it prior to that, but he was just always the man. There weren't a lot of losses to, to be had. Um, could, do yeah. you have, do you have distinct memories of that process and when you found out about it, how the kind of the whole thing played out for you? 
Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, vividly Triple H telling me on the, the, you know, the afternoon of an NXT show that we had in Philly uh, that I was going to start on Monday on Raw and I was getting called up and that was it for me in NXT. And I was going to start with Cena and I was like, oh, whoa, uh, I was quick. But also somehow I really can't tell you how. But I already knew that was that I literally knew. I don't know how, but that I knew that's how it was going to happen. I knew it was going to be that quit. I remember telling my wife we had moved to Florida, you know, for NXT. And it was a difficult thing to do. We had a three month old daughter at the time and our, our son was only six. And it was just, you know, taking them away from our families back in Canada is very tricky. And I remember telling her, OK, just give me six months from the moment I, I show up on NXT TV and I'm going to get to the main roster and we can move back. And that seemed a very un, unattainable goal. And that's exactly what happened. And I don't know how. Maybe I manifested it. I don't really know. And I knew somehow, like a month or two before I got called up, I, I, I started like seeing the landscape, seeing I was doing the open challenges and stuff. And I remember thinking, okay, well, let me see if I can put that out there. So I, I, I did a, a promo class at the Performance Center talking about how I was going to answer John Cena's open challenge on you know this coming Monday. And I just kind of felt like that. I don't know if it, me think saying it thought maybe it would plant seeds somewhere. And I, I don't know if it did, honestly. Uh, maybe it did, actually, because I remember some people that were at the promo class talking to Road Dog, who at the time was, you know, uh, well, doing what he's doing now. But, you know, and just kind of thing. And then Sammy answered an open challenge for scene in Montreal. But then two weeks later, I was the one answering. So, you know, it just all uh, I don't know. Uh, so I remember that, you know, being kind of amazed that everything was working out the way it did, but at the same time, not being surprised at all. Cause it's like, I, I felt it already. Uh, and then, you know, just, uh, getting to work with John and being around him and his energy. And, uh, obviously, cause we ended up working together all summer cause he was still doing the live events at that time. And, uh, you know, seeing the passion of a guy who, uh, at that point point really didn't need to be as passionate as he was for this. He was already, you know, on the cusp of doing his stuff in Hollywood. He was by far the biggest, you know, face of the company. And uh, he showed up at every live event and really gave it his all. And, it, and, and then if he wasn't in the ring, he was at the monitor watching the show. Um, it's, it, you know, I, I saw in John Cena what I, what I was myself, but I saw it at the level, this guy does not need to be doing any of this just wants to do it. And uh, that was really cool. Very admirable. And it makes me, you know, now it's all kind of circling back around and now we get the team, uh, you know, on SmackDown, the last SmackDown of the year. It's, it's just, again, it's just another thing I can add to the list of experiences I've, I've, I've had in WWE that are surreal and that I'm so thankful for. Have you guys, uh, have you guys talked yet about that SmackDown or, or you imagine you'll see him that day and you guys will figure this whole thing out? You know, we text here and there, but it's really the uh, the, the text messages that he I, I, I don't say I, I, I'm not going to say you actually use those emojis that he described, but uh, <laughs> it's really a, it's a lot like that. You know, we just send each other, we just talk about some silly stuff and mention, you know, hey, remember when we had this match and this happened? Uh, stuff like that but uh yeah we haven't really discussed the upcoming smackdown just yet but uh you but know, this, this I, dude, I know he still really loves it though huh oh absolutely he's very excited and that, in fact the last text i got from him was i love wrestling in all caps uh <laughs> un, 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 unprompted 
Wait, wait, was it during a show? Was it like during Raw or something? No, I don't know what he was doing. That was is like, amazing. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I think it was like 1 a.m. too. I, don't, I have no clue. <laughs> I, I don't even know where he was in the world, you know? I, that that I, that tickles me. That's amazing. Uh, by the way, Kevin, I never got to thank you publicly for being the reason, oh, a, a major part of the reason that people to this day still think I pay to be on WWE television. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I just, no. uh, you know, I remember seeing people saying that online, thinking it was a really funny concept. <laughs> and then I think you, I think you were talking. I think you were talking shit to me on one of the uh, free shows or kickoffs or something. I'm like, oh yeah, you want to go there? Okay. So I know it are. was yeah. it was a concept that I always loved it too because I'm like, well, how much would I have to spend to make it vi- <laughs> worth hey, Vince's if it while? If you feel any better, they were saying the same thing about Sam. <laughs> yeah, Sam just never uh, Sam just never poked the bear, so I never had to bring it up to him. <laughs> but. Uh, they, they, they are, there's a heated debate about which one of you paid more. So, you know, it wasn't just you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, KO, excited to see you at the Garden on Monday. Excited to see the last SmackDown of the year when you tag with uh, John Cena against Roman and Sammy. And congrats on all the stuff going on, man. We appreciate the time. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the majesty. sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. m m m Mitch.